BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Jill Dunn alongside Carlene Higgins. And today we're here like we are every single Wednesday to bring you the latest and greatest in beauty from hashtag damn good product reviews, where we review what's new and hot in the market. We also speak to the top talent in the beauty biz right now, the movers and the shakers. Yes, like Kardashian hairstylist Andrew Fitzsimons, who was our guest a couple of weeks back. If you missed it, go ahead and have a listen. He talks to us all about your best hair tips for 2023. And today we're welcoming another epic pro. It's Joe Baker. She's a makeup artist who I've admired for so long. I'm so excited we got to have a chat with her. Yeah, she's amazing. And Joe started her career in London and she worked at a makeup counter at Selfridges for several years. And then a photographer friend of hers, a couple of years into her makeup artist career, asked her to do a shoot with Usher like name drop moment. And that shoot changed the course of her career. And she quickly became a go-to for male grooming, working with people like 50 Cent, Kanye West, Eminem. Yeah. And then in 2019, that's when she began working with actress Lucy Boynton on her press tour for Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's really where Joe's adventurous approach to makeup took off. She became so well known for those incredible eye looks on Lucy. And now, of course, she has many starlets as part of her clientele, Salma Hayek, Olivia Wilde, and Yara Shahidi, to name a few. Yeah. And I think, Carlene, from an editor's perspective, what's so appealing about Joe's work is, especially the world of her Instagram, is like you kind of just get drawn in because she does these elaborate mood boards where she talks about the inspo for her makeup. So it could be like a historical photograph that inspires it or a flower or a specific color or a time of year. And it's just eye candy Mm -hmm. on the page. And on top of that, she's very cheeky and funny. And she writes about the looks in a way that really draws you in. And I just... I find it so much fun to follow along. Yeah, I think if you're looking for eye makeup inspiration for 2023, you definitely want to be following Joe Baker on Instagram. And perhaps that's why Joe launched her own makeup line. It's called Makeup Beauty in late 2022 with singer-songwriter Grace Gaustad. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's very futuristic, very unique. We're going to talk all about it in today's episode. Yes, it was really exciting because we got 
honestly, some of the first looks, I think, of the products that are dropping this month. So we're also peeking inside Joe's makeup bag. You know, we always ask the makeup artists on our show to bring their makeup bag because we're nosy and we want to see what's inside. So she shares products. She shares tips on how to brighten dark under eye circles. She also talks about the one product she won't do makeup without. Trust us. It seems like it's worth the extra step. And she talks about the one mascara that she uses to get that sort of Bambi doe eye effect you always see on Lucy Boynton on the red carpet. Friendly reminder that every product we talk about is recapped over on our website at breakingbeautypodcast.com. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome, Joe Baker, to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Tell us a little bit about your beauty philosophy if people aren't that familiar with your work as a makeup artist. Thank you for having me, first ladies. You both look fantastic. My philosophy on beauty comes from a really kind of art-inspired background. It's all about being inspired by what you're seeing on an everyday basis, whether it's the rainy clouds, whether it's a dirty puddle, whether it's a pretty flower. I try and keep my eyes wide open all the time and take inspiration from everything that I see and come into contact with every day. So I try and kind of create beauty looks that kind of have something very easy to recognize so that I can translate how I approach beauty to the kind of average person and allow them to see what why I chose that color, what the mood I was going for, what's the intention of using that color with this color. And it's really kind of based on mood, emotion, feelings, you know, and, and I try and kind of really put a lot of thought and kind of that kind of way of looking at beauty is a little bit different. So yeah, it definitely comes from an art inspired background. It's always a bit special, a little bit avant-garde, I would say but not an unwearable sense. And I think that's what makes me so drawn to your work because, you know, Jill and I worked at magazines for many years and I went backstage for many years. And some of the looks you would see on the runway were just, you know, they would do one look on every girl and it could be quite avant-garde. And some of it was looked great. And some of it was like, eh, it's really, it's not that pretty anymore. But there's something about what you do where it's like you could draw a cloud on somebody's eye, but they look absolutely stunning. They never lose that quality. It's so, so pretty. I wanted to ask you about Bakeup Beauty because this is a new line that you created with with a partner. We're going to get you to tell us sort of the elevator pitch because it's very different and unique as well. So tell us about that. Yeah, Bakeup has been born of this natural relationship between myself and Grace Garstead, musician. And we were working on a project and their album was all, all, every single track was about some kind of trauma or emotional problem or teen angst or, you know, just that teenage life you go through. And so each one of the songs represented these kind of big storytelling moments of emotion and feelings. And so I was brought onto the project for Grace to really kind of find a way to visualize and storytell through beauty what 
those emotions and feelings were. And so it was a very natural kind of bonding moment of being able to put a visual with my help to the songs and to Grace's image for the music videos. And so Baycott was born off of this like really easy connection, this fast connection of us both basically loving what we were both doing for each other. You know, Grace gave me complete freedom to daydream up what depression looked like in a visual form, which was the, the, the single code black with tattoos all over the eyes, which was, you know, kind of just expressing kind of this chaos that you feel when you're feeling, you know, mentally stressed or, you know, in that kind of depressive state. And so Grace and I just kind of instantly hit it off. And then Bake Up Beauty was an organic kind of roll on effect from that project. And us also wanting to just like kind of give people the possibility to, to express themselves and, and have the same kind of products available to them so that they could do the same thing that we were doing in a professional kind of, you know, much more kind of high end way. We wanted everyone to be able to tap into this kind of self-expression and playful way of looking at beauty to kind of emote and to play around and to see it as this art form where you feel different every day and you can actually have tools that are less complicated than a lot of mm -hmm. the beauty industry gives these like beautiful ornate products that are very much a commitment to this one palette and you know it's a very beautiful thing I wanted to create a line that allowed people to feel like they can cherry pick bits of this and bits of that and, and almost collect like like almost soccer cards way of collecting beauty items so that they can actually play around and go, oh, I like a bit of this and I can play a bit of that and I can actually express here. And it's not this big commitment of this one palette or this one look. I wanted people to feel like they could play everywhere and really get their fingers into it. Yeah. I, I 93 Days, that came out a little while ago now and you worked with Grace on that. Maybe you could tell us about that and the mental health component and I wasn't sure if that sort of ended up seeping into Bake Up Beauty as well. Absolutely. And I think that was the video with Mariska Hargitay, right? Yeah. So that, and it was all about being in that therapy. The The video was all about Grace being in therapy and talking through emotions and feelings and, and how healthy that is for definitely the younger generation from me, how healthy it is to see therapy as a form of help. Whereas to be honest, I think, you know, some of us older generations are still kind of tapping mm -hmm. into the youth for their complete kind of ability to be so open and so vocal about needing help, wanting help. And I think it's an incredible encouragement that I feel like, we, you know, some of us older lot really actually benefit from. So that video was all about Grace going through therapy and the look I created for Grace on that particular video showed like neon colors, but also it had this like grittiness all around the eye, what it feels like to emote and what it feels like to go through difficult conversations feels uncomfortable. So the grittiness I created through the eye look was really kind of representative of those feelings that kind of, in you know, beautiful feelings of relief, but also the grittiness coming from the stippled black all around the eye area. So it was, it was a really fun look that kind of, I think there's a way to portray everything through beauty. And, you know, with makeup, it's again, making sure that we, we don't just want you to look good and pretend on the outside. We actually want you to feel really good too. We want you to say if you're feeling sad, express yourself if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling happy, wear the brighter colors, maybe use makeup in a way that actually allows you to show people what you're feeling that day instead of just kind of wearing the same thing every day and hiding how you're feeling behind, you know, your first layers. And so I feel like 
that kind of was naturally built into bake up being like it's a really healthy thing to express whatever you're going through and why not do mm -hmm. that through beauty so that people can actually see and feel that mood coming as you walk through the door so that maybe they can actually just I don't know be a little bit more aware of how, yeah. how you're feeling that day yeah that's a great idea yeah I think it's a really cool concept and but where I get where I, this shows my age, Joe, you're like, it's metaverse inspired beauty. And I'm just like a bit lost. I don't even know what you mean by that. I got your I got your veiler in the mail. I tried it on. I did a fun little TikTok about it. I think it's very cool. But tell us how the metaverse and your line sort of intersect. You know, with the disco veiler, it was a really cool idea. We had very editorial inspired idea for one mm -hmm. of Grace's videos that then all of a sudden we were like, well, wouldn't this be a fun little try on? And then we were like, okay, but then we can make it into a filter. So then we could also partner with Zepetto. And Zepetto allows you to be whatever you want to be. It's not even like about gender or representation anymore. It's about complete fantasy. Fantasy makes sense to Grace. Grace is music. Grace is video. So all of a sudden it was such a natural tie-in for everything that we believed in. And we also felt like why not play everywhere where you're playing? So mm -hmm. wherever you are, why not bake up, have a little piece of that and say, here's a disco veiler in that realm. And here's a little neon eye look for this realm. And so you can customize your avatars. And I don't know, I just felt yeah. like with the way the world is heading, mm -hmm. IRL is my favorite domain of all time and it always <laughs> will be. However, you know, I think that that not everybody plays in that space as comfortably as yeah. they do actually in private in their own. And so avatar. how does it work? So you could buy the veil and you can physically wear it, but <laughs> is there like a QR code? And so you also can click in and then your avatar can wear it or like, how does it actually work? So if you, if you're on Zepetto, you can go to bake up and you can customize your avatar with various different bake up looks. Okay. You can also go to DressX where the cosmic veiler and disco veiler are. So you can have those try on. And, and to be honest, DressX is probably the one I'm most excited about because as much as I love Zepetto, I can get lost on there. And to be honest, I'm a new mum, And so my, my bandwidth for playing and gaming is a little less than maybe trying on something that feels a little bit more vogue. So right. dress yeah. X for me, like Grace loves Zepetto. Grace gets lost in Zepetto and is, you know, away with the fairies having the best time ever. <laughs> for me, dress X was really elevated and felt like editorially vogue yeah. and you can instantly try something on and take photos and videos and you're like wow this feels super high end and very kind of like yeah high taste point yeah dress right i yeah dress x definitely has more i think it appeals if you want to like play in fashion and beauty specifically yeah i think it really mm -hmm. and zepetto for anyone who's listening it's like z z e p e t t o yep is that correct yep, yep. And that's like a metaverse playground as well. We'll link to it's it like in cartoon Instagram. It's like a cartoon fantasy Instagram yeah. where you dance and you this and that. And it's like nothing is real, right. which is really nice. And I think definitely, you know, for Bakeup, I think we're also trying to make sure that, you know, there's a lot of young teenagers coming into yeah. finding out who they are, how they're feeling. And you're like, okay. Those people are on Zepetto having mm -hmm. fun with what it is to be expressing maybe a different hair or a different outfit or a different mm -hmm. skin tone. So you could be green. And so it's really fun for the younger kind of generation to kind of get a touch of like just customization and bake up. And if bake up's there, then at least it's like you can try stuff on that relates back to the type of stuff I've already done on Grace, on Lucy Boynton, on my celebrity clients. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do is bring more of those looks that I do 
on my red carpet clients and bring those crossover to those domains so that if you love what I did on Lucy Boynton for Metball, you can click on a button and actually go straight to the look and it's so on your cool. face. So cool. And that's, I think, this like immediacy of knowing that not everyone is going to have my skill set. So it doesn't matter about just producing all the stuff that I love to use. That's not going to be enough. Yeah. I want people to feel like they can actually really have fun and play around and go, oh, I love Lucy. I love that look. Let me try it on. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's really just, about just, just give me the 3D approach. printer of Lucy's face and I'll just yeah. throw that yeah. on for New Year. I mean, I, I do have to laugh. All of those AI things people were putting on Instagram. I'm like, they just made everybody look hotter. Right. So it's like if the it's metaverse genius. is here to just make everybody look hotter. And okay. have no pause. I think no one has I, any pause. I think they're burying burying the lead frankly about the metaverse to get people excited about it you're gonna look hotter <laughs> therefore get on it play away there. exactly you know what i mean play away exactly yeah <laughs> Seed is supporting our show. So I wanted to update you on my journey with Seed. In case you're not familiar, Seed develops clinically studied probiotics. And their first product, and the one that I've been taking for about six weeks now, is called the Seed DS01 Daily Symbiotic Capsules. And let me tell you, these made me a believer in probiotics. If you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, like, hello, that was me, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract, so therefore you didn't see a benefit. But the DS01 from Seed, it's designed differently, and that's why it works. It's formulated for whole body benefits beyond the gut, including skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. So I really think the secret is how they designed the capsules. It's almost a capsule in a capsule and it delivers both prebiotics. Those fuel the growth of helpful bacteria in the gut. And it also includes a 24 strain broad spectrum probiotic. So you're getting the prebiotic and the probiotic in one capsule and the probiotics. Those are the live bacteria strains that help you digest food amongst other things. And really this capsule and capsule technology, it's protecting against stomach acid. And that means that the live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into the colon. It just has more viability through digestion. So I can say within even 48 hours of taking seed, I noticed less bloating and definitely healthier number two habits, if you know what I mean. And I think because I saw results quickly, I was motivated to keep taking it. And I feel like I'm doing something great every day for my gut health. So if you want to give it a try, we have an exclusive promo code. Start a healthy new habit today. Visit seed.com slash beauty and use code beauty to redeem 20% off your first months of seed DS01 daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash beauty and use code beauty for 20% off your first month. Once again, that's seed.com slash beauty. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Now you touched on red carpet. And I think that by the time this episode drops, it's going to be in January. So red carpet season, I do believe will be officially beginning. What are the top three products that are always in your kit or will be in your kit this season? Oh, that's a good one. I always love, actually, let me see. I've got some bits over here, actually. Yeah, grab them. Show and tell, guys. Show and tell. Show and tell. Let me let me do a little revealing. One skincare product I absolutely can't live without, and it's called Double Tensor by Sisley. Oh, okay. You know that one? No. That sounds like the French for... Yes. Tensor. Basically. Tensor bandage. Exactly. It, it's basically Spanx for your skin. And, okay, you know, 
but fancy spanks for your skin. So I actually didn't even know about this product. I've been skipping over it because I didn't know what it meant. And so I just kept <laughs> skipping over it and using all the things I loved for ages. And I'm such a big fan of Sisley. And then one of the PR people was like, you never order this one. And yet everyone else loves it. And I'm like, hang on, what's that? And she explained to me what this product was. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Send me three immediately. And I have not stopped using it on everyone. It's it's amazing. So, so it's like it just Titans? It's a it's it's like a really fancy skincare infused gel primary product, but it's mostly mm. skincare. Mm. But when you put it all over your skin, you have to kind of work, you know, fairly quickly and then you leave it. And basically it's going to sit as a layer all over your skin, but feel like amazing skincare. And then in the next two minutes, it's going to tighten and form this almost like mesh like lycra all over your skin. Oh my gosh. And so you're like, hang on a minute. So for example, if you're going to put makeup on and then rub some off, you wouldn't want to use this product if you're going to take stuff on and off. When you've put this on, you it, you put your makeup on and it will last until you take it off. It gives your skin this elastic Spanx quality and it tightens and it just gives this smooth, amazing. So that that one to me is an absolute, that. That, that, it's really, really, okay, really what else? very special. What else? Keep going. I love, I mean, there's so many things I love. It's really hard. Three is not enough. What, what do you see. always use on Lucy? What's like, uh, you know. I use this on Lucy. I absolutely love this on Lucy. Ultra Tint Velvet by Chanel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love this because mm -hmm. it gives me a really nice matte skin. Mm -hmm. Because with Lucy, I like to concentrate on having this like porcelain, beautiful complexion so that we can have as much fun as up here as possible. I mm -hmm. kind of keep her very almost like this Victorian doll vibes. Yeah. So I love that foundation a lot. I also love Clay de Poe. Everyone loves the Clay de Poe concealers. Love it. These ones, mm -hmm. tried and true. Let me ask you about eyes because we're going to, you know, I feel like that's, like you said, that's where all the magic happens with your makeup. So we're going to do a little bit of 101 for people. Maybe you could just break down, like, what is the difference between, you know, thinking back to basics when do you reach for a gel liner versus a coal liner versus a regular pencil or liquid? Like, how do you choose? What's the 101 on that? I would say the 101 to start with eyes is you're always going to need an eyeshadow primer. And mm. I think that, you know, with, for me, especially with some of these detailed looks or this strong color payoff, the only reason they really, really work and sit and endure and last and go the distance is because you've done really good prep. So I'm pleased to say I've been working on one and one is coming out in 2023. Okay. I'm very excited because it's the best one ever. And yeah, I just keep, I keep using my own samples up and they're empty. <laughs> so I can't wait to share with you. Um, yeah, it's a really great formula. But yeah, basically starting with an eyeshadow primer, I think is always just the best prep to make sure whatever look you're doing just stays and sits. Because as much as I even love a greasy, creamy, kind of cream eyeshadow look, I still feel like if you put an eyeshadow primer underneath it, it helps just keep it from just becoming messy mm -hmm. quicker. So it just keeps it in place. A coal liner. So there's waterproof gel liners that when you put them on, they literally will set in about two minutes or a minute, you know, so you don't have much time. So that's definitely the type of product you want to use for doing a sharp pointed winged tip liner. But if you want that soft vintage kind of Italian movie star in the 50s or 60s look, which we all love so much, you want a classic old school coal liner that will smudge and soften and, and move with the, you know, when you blend it into your lash line. So it's a really good point, actually, because I think all eyeliners look like eyeliners, but mm -hmm. actually they're all completely different products. And 
you know, some that are waterproof or gel or wet or cold, they are they have completely different performance factors. So I think if you like the softer look, go for Coles, go for cream eyeshadow, like Caviar Stick by Laura Mercier. That's always a tried and true or the nude sticks. Mm -hmm. Anything that's soft that moves. And then if you want more of a sharp point, go for the uh, long endurance gel liners mm -hmm. that kind of set. Mm. What about what about for tight lining? Like this look you did on Olivia Wilde a couple of months ago, and it's just so amazing. Like her eyes are gorgeous, but you even tagged your Instagram post. The location was tight lines. <laughs> so what did you do? Because I feel like people see this. It's so simple, but like expertly executed. So hey, it's a podcast. So you have to how explain we, what it looks like. How, Jill. So oh, it's it, basically tight yeah. line from the inner corner all the way to the outer corner, top and bottom. And tell us how you achieve this. It looks like her eyes go on forever. They're so stunning. And I'm yeah. looking at your eyes right now and I just want to do it to you. I'm like, you guys, <laughs> oh, I just... Well, teach me your ways. No problem. <laughs> and to be honest, this is a really good tip too, is that it, when you've got a really good eyeliner, especially one that sets like the, you know, just what we've been talking about, I actually use eyeliners on the back of my hand and then use a fine brush to apply them. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's going to be one of the ones that isn't a coal that's going to move around all the time, you know, mm -hmm. use a black eyeliner on the back of your hand, use a tiny brush. But really, it was all about, you know, and, and this is a really good tip for people too. Don't close your eyes when you're doing your eyeliner. Now, that sounds really complicated and difficult to do. But with this kind of look, it really was about this sinewy, pulled, tight, very delicate placement of liner that was cleaned up and it was very fine. So that's starting at the, if you if you imagine the very outer corner of your eye, and if you just did a tiny line, pinched a tiny line with a, a little brush, you're pulling out the eye shape and it's just more that than it is actually drawing on top of it. So you're going to skip drawing on right. top. You're going to skip anything on top of the lid too, because you want those lids to stay sharp and very almondy. And it was all about kind of the inner eye point and the outer eye kind of shape and just pulling both of those together. So it's about using a liner mm -hmm. and then using Q-tips to really like pull away everything, right. pull everything back so that you get the finest, tightest line. And then, you know, making sure the symmetry is perfect with using a, an angle sponge on each side. Yeah. I have a question about the technique. Do you do each eye go back and forth or do you do one and then go and do the other side? No, I go back and forth. I want to make sure the symmetry is working the whole way yeah. through. Yeah. I know yeah. some people do do that. They do a whole one, one whole eye and then start again all of the other. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've got to yeah. go do it as I go. And sometimes I even trace dots, you know, like I, I symmetry yes. is really important to me. If I see all, I, I just, it's got to be razor execution on the symmetry because you never know what angle someone's going to be photographed from. So I can't rely on just, you know, one eye looking good or that I need it to be all angles, you know, as perfect as it can be. And so, you know, the, the symmetry, sometimes I'll take a, like a, if I'm going to do a black eyeliner look like that, sometimes I'll take a soft taupey gray pencil and just sketch out the shape first mm, so that I can okay. just make sure that, yep, that's perfect. Now I can go back in with the black. Yeah. That's a good call. Shouting out one of our longtime show partners, K18. We chat a lot about breakthrough products here at Breaking Beauty. There's no question that K18 Leave-In Molecular Repair Hair Mask is one of the most breakthrough innovations in our time in beauty. My new hair color, she told me she didn't even want to color my hair until I had used it consistently for a few months 
That's how reparative it is. So what is it? What's K18? You've heard about it on TikTok probably. It's a leave-in molecular repair hair mask that reverses damage in four minutes. Keyword, reverse. Most products, they cover up damage, they go on top, but K18 is clinically proven to repair damage from bleach, color, chemical services, heat, and it's safe for all hair types. They have this patented K18 peptide that took 10 years of complex bioscience research to create. You can actually go back to our episode with the founders of K18 in our back catalog, Truly Breakthrough. We featured this product in Breaking Beauty's Hall of Fame. That's a roundup of my favorite products, Jill's favorite products, always available on our website. And even though the science behind K18 is complex, it's so easy to use in your routine. You just shampoo your hair as usual, skip the conditioner, towel dry your hair, and you add a dime size amount of the mask. I use two because I have long hair, but don't go crazy with it. Trust the process. I work it into my hair. I start about three inches down from my root. And that's it. You wait four minutes before you add any of your other styling products. You blow dry it. You style it as usual. Hair is softer, smoother, less frizz, and healthier strands. So bring your hair into the future with K18 Molecular Repair Hair Mask, available now at Sephora and Sephora.com. Shop K18's leave-in Molecular Repair Hair Mask at Sephora and Sephora.com. And now back to our show. Let's talk about eyeshadows. What's the best tip you would have for like a makeup klutz like me? I actually think fingertips are amazing for applying eyeshadow. I think sometimes brushes can like spray stuff around and they can be really easy if you're used to using them. But if you're just going to like, for example, with the bake-up palettes, which I'm dying to like show you, by the way, yes. <laughs> they're, sitting here. Yeah. they're sitting here all oh, like, show, uh, show us. You want to see? Yeah. Because now we're talking sure. about eyeshadow. Okay. So this is the reveal of the three eyeshadow palettes that we have coming out in January. Oh, let's see. So okay. Makeup Beauty is going from Metaverse to IRL, baby. <laughs> IRL. It's happening. I'm so excited. I know. I don't know how to give it to you closer. But basically, it's like three mini credit card size, super lightweight, super fine. And we've got pastels, like the look I used on Lucy Boynton that went viral a couple of years ago. We've got all primary colors. And we've also got neons. And this Beautiful. is the fundamental color range for Makeup Beauty, which is basically a mad hatter pro <laughs> kit in your pocket that weighs nothing. I mean, it literally weighs nothing. But, you know, we were talking about kind of eyeshadow faux pas and how to use them. You know, these are all really, really, really strong pigments. They're also completely clean, which took a lot of doing. Mm. So when you look at the color payoff, you go, okay, how am I going to apply that with a brush? Well, you don't actually need to. If you want to play around with color, you can actually just tap your finger in and just, you know, soften your fingertip along your lash line and that's a great way of you being able to experiment with color you know mm -hmm. you don't actually have to do loads of different looks you don't have to have loads of different highlighters and contour and creases people who really love makeup will do more adventurous looks but if you just want to play around with color i think it's really nice to have products that you can just tap your finger into smudge across use some mascara and be like oh my god i'm wearing red today oh my god tomorrow i'm wearing orange now i'm wearing baby <laughs> baby blue it's just you know i think it's it's very easy to be daunted by shadow, but actually if you if you realize with your fingertip, you can just soften a bit of shadow across your lid. It's actually quite easy and foolproof. Is this what you used on Lucy Boynton recently for that smoky, foggy blue look that was in, you had it on your Instagram and said it was inspired by London sketch. That's right. No, I actually hadn't used these palettes on that look. That look was 
a palette that I'd had for years that was sent to me. And, you know, a lot of the time I have archives of stuff that, you know, goes in and out of a kit constantly. Mm -hmm. And I had this palette because I know I knew I was going for London. And this palette is by Laura Mercier and it's got these like plastic raindrops all over the packaging. It was like a limited edition palette Mm. I was sent. No idea what year. And I'd never used it. And when I saw these earrings that Leith Clark gave Lucy, there were skulls with this teardrop on the side of the skull, but the skull teardrop was the exact same color as the eyeshadow I used. And that's what inspired it. I was like, oh, I love this kind of like somber, soft, moody, foggy, gray tear. So that's where that came from. Yeah. So for anyone who didn't see it, it was like a real, almost like a color blocking look where it was that Uh sort of greenish gray on top and then this gorgeous pinky peach under the eye, which I think some people might be like, oh, I, how could I, could I pull that off at home? You know, I'm not sure, but it was like, and it was just perfectly blended and somehow worked. And it, and it's soft. And I think that a lot of these colors, you know, especially pastel, for example, like, you know, they're really like soft, soft, sheer tones that you can play around with. And I think that, you know, Lucy having blue eyes, I was like, okay, if you put blue on blue, it's going to almost be too kind of overloaded and Mm. almost like the blue eyes and the eyeshadow will become one the pink element was to make sure that her blue eyes popped and so I think that you can really have a nuance and play with color and eye color and tones and even when you use certain colors with brown eyes tiny flecks of amber and green will come out of people's brown eyes if you use certain tones that just kind of jolt those colors forward And I feel like the lashes you do are always just so epic as well. What's your go-to mascara? Got a couple of go-to mascaras. I do love So Curl by Sisley. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that mascara. I'm, I'm a big, big Sisley fan, actually. There's also, what's another one that I love? I feel like any makeup made in Italy is like, chef's kiss. Italy, France, Japan, all of those. But no, I'm, I'm I'm also working on a very exciting mascara. Ooh, <laughs> oh, nice. it's so thrilling. This one's really thrilling to me too because <laughs> eyes are really important to me and lashes have yeah. been major for me. Yes. And I, I really like that like spidery, fun mm-hmm. attitude yes. lash that's just impactful and taking no prisoners. And so I've got a, a wicked, wicked, wicked mascara coming up for you guys. So when you do that on the red carpet, because you do often see, you know, Lucy has this kind of like doe eye effect, like these big kind of rounded 60s a little bit. Look, are you using extensions or are you strictly using mascara or what do you do to get that? It's just mascara on Lucy. Lucy Mm. has phenomenally long lashes. Like Mm. I I literally think she's like a camel. I mean, (laughs) I should probably call her Bambi. She's got those camel lashes where it. I mean, I don't have to worry about anything. It's just that's naturally not normal. And she's got phenomenal lashes. And so just enhancing those by like, you know, adding loads of layers of mascara so they just fully just become little razor blades of inky, inky soot is what I go for. And uh, yeah, and you just use one mascara because I know a lot of our listeners, a lot of people blend their mascaras. What do you you mean? Well, they use two different ones. Really? On the same day. Oh, yeah. Do a you lot guys? Of people. One for top, one for bottom, or they're like, they're like, okay, this will be my, you know, base lash 
look yeah. and then they put like a one on top of it to get or like a spider or look. something yeah interesting mm-hmm. interesting no i usually just use the same one when i'm using mascara but i do understand the lower lash line i mean i'm i'm a pro doing someone's mm-hmm. eyes so i turn the brush around and use it in different ways so for me i get the i i get the the lashes the way i want them depending on how i want them but i can imagine as a you know at home consumer you can just play around with all sorts of stuff to get the kind of look you're looking yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I do think that so many of the looks that you do are so pretty. Like we're talking a lot about color, but I think what makes them so beautiful is like they're wash a lot of times washes of colors, which, you know, you're you're putting on at various like intensities around the eye. But if people are sitting at home, they're going, oh, my God, it's Blue Monday. I just got my Amex bill. I have to go on a Zoom call. How can I look good? Like maybe channel a bit of that Joe Baker energy when I get on my Zoom call what would you suggest? What kind of feels fresh for, for the new year? I think the way to combat anything, you know, you can have a feeling of, oh, I'm not really feeling in the mood today and stay in that mood. Or you can actually counterbalance it with color and say, oh, I'm not really feeling right. Let's wear color because it will, you know, be uplifting. Right. So I think that each color definitely has a different vibration and a different mood it brings. And so I think when you look at your clothing or your nail polish or whatever you're doing, even if you're very plain, I think you can use color to like just bring this upbeat energy to your face mm-hmm. and your presentation. So for me, it's like, you know, I used this neon pink on Catherine Hahn a few weeks ago and she was doing press and she had to get on a plane and go do press. And I was like, let me just give you something. You know, I know she was feeling tired. She was doing lots of press and I wasn't able to go with her. And so I was like, let me give you something. And she was like, give me something. And so I gave her this, <laughs> gave her this neon pink and we just, rubbed it at the edges of her eyes after she had mascara on and all of a sudden she was like oh my god I feel alive I feel vibrant I feel great oh my god I now feel like I've got a look so that I don't have to be quite as extra up and you know fill in the gaps of feeling so it's funny how it's like just wearing a little color can actually really kind of just give you the extra 10% that maybe you're not feeling that day yeah dress dress for the mood you want I want to ask you about a couple of tips. Do you have a tip for dark circles under eyes? Because we get asked that a lot and or a hack for just like looking brighter in that area. Yes. So it depends on two factors. One, if you've got very dry, crepey skin under your eyes, one. And two, if it's like a hereditary thing. So it's either you're partying too hard or you're tired Mm -hmm. or you're just exhausted or it's a hereditary thing. And I feel like those are two things that are different. For hereditary, I always feel like there's this very deep set kind of blue undertone that kind of maybe runs through your family. And it's a a trait that you see in grandma and mom and, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. And so with those kind of, you know, kind of looks, I always use a very strong apricot undertone and sometimes use dermablend even a tiny bit. And it can be the tiniest tap and you can just do two or three right there. You don't have to do it all the way over or underneath your eye, but it's just hitting that one area that really hits the most, you know, whether it's just a real dark spot, using something very strong, but a tiny amount goes a long way and then doing maybe something that's much fresher on top. God, I'm going to mention another Sisley product and it's just it's, it's always <laughs> in my They're paying kit. you. They're not. They're not. <laughs> I can assure you, but I do love them. They have a, is it here? Yes. Here it is. Phyto, God, these look really grubby because they've been in my kit ages. Phyto Cerniclat. 
And okay. this is this has like a little metal applicator. Yeah. So when you put it around your eye, and this is kind of like an eye cream meets it's like skincare treatment meets a, a reflective eye product. So you wouldn't use this to conceal a spot because it's just not the right color. But these are all apricot based sheer concealer, especially around the eye, and they have arnica in them. So mm. if you've been partying or you're tired and you're this isn't a hereditary thing. This is purely just you know, fatigue, this is, you know, because it's got arnica embedded in it, it's not just your average concealer that's going to look good. It's actually treating it and helping kind of take down the puffiness, help stimulate the kind of just a uh, coagulated blood that is actually what causes yeah. dark circles. That sounds really intense. But, <laughs> it, you know, using products that have a treatment in them that have a nice bouncy finish, that's why I love these. So I will use maybe a derma blend and then maybe these on top because I want the finish of skin yeah. But I want the impact and the color balance of the derma blend. So okay. I, I play around with lots of different products depending on skin type, skin, mm. you know, and circumstance. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know about aging skin because I feel like eyes are so different, whether you're talking about somebody who's in their 20s versus in their 40s. So I wondered if you had any tips for like wrinklier eyelids or sagging eyelids. Is there anything you would do differently when it comes to eye makeup or use different products or anything like that? Any tips you have? Hmm, good question. Again, I would do make sure you're doing eye prep. I think as people age, they really kind of see all the flaws and, you know, kind of all the worst parts about themselves. We're all kind of human and we all kind of are gravitating towards what we don't like to see on ourselves. But I think in the last few years, we've seen so much kind of, you know, like I remember seeing Elon Musk's mom, May Musk, in mm. an editorial where she had, you know, she's in her 70s and she had crazy colors all over her face and fun kind of wild makeup. And I was like, wow, that is a really beautiful way to show that actually you can go one of two ways you can be really sophisticated and go with exactly what's can you know just clean or you can actually go with it and say yeah I've got wrinkles and mm. I'm going to go over the top of them but as far as making the best of your eyes I think there's so many tips and tricks now on social media that teach people how to do a hooded lid eyeliner if you want to do an eyeliner, how to combat, you know, a deep set eye. Like I feel like now there is so much available at our fingertips that we just never had before as information. It was like that's all the pros, that's what the pro world was. And mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, you know, everyone can just Google how to how to combat a hooded lid. And right. all of a sudden YouTube's gonna come up with a load of options. So I feel like there's so much resources out there that allow people to kind of like learn how to maybe address the issues that they have. And maybe, you know, for me, I always feel like if you're unsure, just doing a really nice brow mascara and a really punchy bright lip and a dewy cheek always looks good on everyone, no matter what age you are. But I also feel like don't be afraid of, you know, playing around and having fun with it all. Because at the end of the day, if you don't like what you see, you can wash it off, wipe it off and, you know, start all over again. And that's what the beauty of makeup is. It's not like having your hair done or haircut where you're like, oh, fancy to change. With makeup, you can literally wipe it off and two minutes later, you're back to square one. So I feel like people should be fearless, have fun and, and have fun with beauty and makeup because it, sh it should be something that's a, a good part of your day, not a chore. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for joining us on Breaking Beauty. We can't wait to see all of the red carpet looks that are coming, what's coming in 2023 for Bake Up Beauty. It's all very exciting. Thank you so, so much for you. having me. This has been a really, really lovely time. Thank, thank you so you much. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.